Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together Bruce and I have written 35 cookbooks, or right in the dead middle of writing number 35 right now, the Instant Pot Bible, The Next Generation. But we've written others, like Vegetarian Dinner Parties. And so, since we have written so many cookbooks, 35, it's hard to believe since 99, we started a four-part series called So You Want to Write a Cookbook. And today is the second part, and it's all about a question of platform. Well, this is a really big question, and I want to tell you that when Bruce and I started writing cookbooks, Bruce in 97, and when I joined him in 99, and we started writing cookbooks together, this question did not ever even come up. Well, it didn't because... Well, why don't you explain what a platform is, and then it will be completely understood (laughs) why it didn't really come up. Okay, so a platform in today's parlance means it is the kind of foundation to your career. It's the bottom of what you do. It is the foundation on which everything else is built. And when Bruce and I started in the business, books themselves were platforms. Meaning they were the way you reached people. That's right. When Marx is the foundation, he's talking about... How it is from the bottom of your soul and career do you reach people? Right. But it's it, you can think about your platform. Let, let me just jump away from books for a minute and say you start the Great American Tortilla Company. All right? So you start this place and you're making tortillas, 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 tortillas all day long. And then you think, you know what? I'm going to make some corn chips. Okay, you make corn chips and you fry some tortillas. You make it, And then you think, you know what? We're going to make dips and I'm going to make queso and I'm going to make, uh, I don't know what, salsa. But in the end... The bottom platform of what you do is tortillas. That's how you started that. And that is where you have to keep making sure you're doing it right is at the bottom. Okay, so now back to books. Back in the old days, a book became a platform, meaning that if you published, mm, I don't know, let's pretend the Olive book, then you suddenly became an expert on olives. It wasn't that you were an expert and then you published a book on olives. It's that you published a book on olives and suddenly, ta-da, you have been made an expert. Yes, that is the way it worked. Now, other platforms um, besides books, if you were a news anchor on TV, that was your platform. People knew you from the news and you were then an expert on news. If you were a professor of art history of 19th century art history, that's your platform. That's right. That's how you reach people. You reach thousands of students a year in a big university. But these days, platforms are mostly online. It's the way you reach people through social media. And the majority of platforms will be social media based. Well, majority, but there's still the old professors and anchor TV anchors and pundits and all that stuff. But the problem today is it's reversed exactly 180 degrees. It is now that a book is built off a platform. A book is not the bottom platform. Not anymore. It is not the basis of what you do. You're not the olive expert because you wrote an olive book. It's just flipped on its head. You're an olive expert, so you write the olive book. Then you get the honor of writing the olive book. So the book rises off the platform. The book is not the bottom or part of the foundation of the platform. So that's all a question of then how books get published because that means that you already have to have a platform. Now, for some people, that's as simple as getting your Instagram numbers up, getting your Facebook followers up, because publishers will look at high numbers on social media as a platform. Now, that doesn't necessarily translate directly into book sales, and sometimes it does. So publishers, 
still do that, but that's not always the answer. And Yeah, and let me just say that this is how the world has changed, that now when I write a cookbook proposal, Bruce and I still write cookbook proposals that go to our publishers and that go to our editors. And we're asked the same questions we covered in the last episode of this, which is how is this not a magazine article? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some books like the Instant Pot Bible, I wrote a 50-page proposal, a giant business proposal for the book. But in that proposal will ultimately be the number of hits we get on this very podcast, the number of Twitter followers, the number of Instagram followers, the number of Facebook followers, the percent of reaction to Facebook posts, those all appear because that is part of the platform nowadays. It is. And listen, you and I may rage about such a thing. You and I may say, oh, that's ridiculous. Why should anybody do this and that and the other without a platform? It's just the truth. And here's the sad part. It's the truth about publishing a novel, too. It's not just about publishing a cookbook. Any publishing. They want to know how you're reaching people through social media. Because that is the number one way we all reach an audience in these times. They're going to say, who are your readers? And by that, they mean who is going to be on your Instagram feed. And let me tell you that within the last three to four years, publishers have gotten very smart about knowing who's buying Twitter followers. <laughs> and I, I can't... What do you mean by that? Because uh, some people don't know what that even is. Uh, you can buy Twitter and Instagram followers by the thousands. I, I remember... I'm going to tell a story. Let me have this story. I remember some who was paid a great deal of money by a big multinational publicity firm to front a campaign for a product. And this person had a very, very allegedly popular YouTube channel and blog with millions of followers. And this person became the spokesperson of various products through this publicity agency. But it quickly became apparent that this person actually had no followers because, and I'm I'm embarrassed to tell you that I'm the one who pointed this out to the publicist, because when a video would go up on YouTube, you know, there were a million, a million point two followers, and there would be 10 likes and three comments. That's not possible you can't have a million followers and 10 likes even my mom gets 10 <laughs> likes and three comments on facebook and she don't have a million followers <laughs> exactly. exactly and it and you know i said to the publicist if you just go down the list of this person's followers on youtube yes the first two scroll throughs you know two pages of scrolling sure are people there they are you know there's Bill Taylor from Alabama, and there's Jenny Smith from Brighton. But then by the time you scroll down a little bit, you start to realize that every single name that's a follower is just an icon without a picture. And it's, it's clearly a bot. And this person has bought bots by, and all the followers are Tim A, Tim B, Tim C, Tim D, Tim E, Tim F, Greg A, Greg B, Greg C. So what Mark is saying is don't be tempted to buy followers because it doesn't work anymore. It worked for a very small window. It did, and it's still some influencers are still working that bot game, but it doesn't really work. You You have have to to be genuine. You have to be genuine. You do. You have to have genuine. So talk about, imagine one, I'll say that I was just starting out today, and I need a plan. 
and I, you know, my ultimate goal is to publish a book. How do I? How do I start with? Well, a you got to start a podcast. And if you don't have one, start a podcast. That's a great way to start. <laughs> you can get your friends to follow, get their friends to follow. You go on Facebook. You could do some promotion. You need a lot of people to be downloading your podcast. I, I was I was going to say something so horrible, no, and then I realized nice. that I was going to become a person who I hate. I'm going to tell another story that <laughs> when Bruce and I were first starting out, we went to an uh, uh, an announcement dinner in New York City uh, for the International Association of Culinary Professionals when they used to announce their awards with a big dinner at, I don't know, it wasn't Le Cirque. It was always at Le Cirque, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember. At the Helmsley Palace. Um, but we went and it was very schmancy and we were all dressed up. And there was a very prominent cookbook writer who was seated at our table. I think. I don't know if we were up for award or not, but it was our first book and we were very excited. And this was just not, this was not the award ceremony. This was the announcement, the announcement of, of the final who list. was nominated, right? So I introduced myself to her and I was very, uh, I don't know what, green. And I introduced her and she wanted to know who I was. And I told her, oh, you know, my my partner and I have just written our first cookbook and published our first cookbook and that, that, And she rolled her eyes at me and said, I guess there's always room for one more. <laughs> and it was so deflating and so when it was so horrible and i swore to myself when i went home that evening that i would never ever become that person and apparently i almost did because when bruce said make a podcast i thought to myself oh there's always room for no, one there's more. always room for a thousand more <laughs> yes, in this world we live is. in there's room for a thousand more every week people want to hear what you have to say you just have to get out there and say it that's right that's, you have to you, figure it out. You have to figure out how to say it so that people can hear it, and, and they will listen. And generally, right now, the, the hottest platforms, the hottest platforms that there are, are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasting. Those are the three hottest platforms there are. No questions asked. Way hotter than Twitter. Way hotter than yeah. Facebook. Way hotter than um, Instagram. But that said, you could develop a great following on Facebook doing Facebook Live events. There's this man, and I don't know his name because I, I scroll past him at night when I lie in bed looking at Facebook. I have no idea who he is, but he does Facebook Live events every day, and it's, I can't, th I, I don't even know his name. And it, it irritates me so bad, but now I know who he is. He's, he's this older man who's mixing cocktails clearly in a yard in Florida in an apartment complex with a fountain behind him. And it's, it's he calls it like the Pip Pip Cocktail Hour or something. He's building a platform. He Good is, for him. And I know who he is. And he comes out in this absurd British boater hat and boater coat and, you know, like he's yachting and he's doing his Pip Pip cocktails. And I honestly can tell you that I have never, ever heard his voice. I've never had the sound on. But yet you still know who I he know is exactly and what he does. He is. Mm -hmm. And he irritated the fire out of me. And now he rather, you know, three weeks later after he first started appearing in my feed, now he rather amuses me. And when the Pip Pip Cocktail Yacht Cocktail book comes out, <laughs> he will have done his job by building a proper platform. Yeah. There's like that other guy on Facebook who's built his platform on gelatin. 
Ken. Yes. Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Ken Alba. And he, he's it's, got this amazing gelatin thing going on. It is an amazing, weird thing. He jellifies everything, everything. or, or ha- hangs everything in aspect. Last night was snails over shortbread and gelatin with peas. It was oh, really God. amazing. Oh, my God. That sounds so awful. And but, yet, yeah, yet he's got quite a platform. Yeah, and him. he has built himself an extraordinary platform you know i mean there are a million ways to do this the drunk mocktailist Mm -hmm. there uh there is um the the sober cocktail maker there there are uh, you know obviously butchers have done this for years they've built platforms by going on facebook and breaking down entire animals on facebook live now we hear this all the time though well how much do you get paid for doing your podcast in the beginning, you'll get paid nothing. Right. You must give it away. We talked about this again in the first episode of the four-part series, so you want to write a cookbook. When you build your platform, that's part of giving it away, letting right. people know who you are. It's right. all part of building it up so that you can then get your first book. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, sometimes podcasts are... Uh, they don't necessarily build a platform, but that doesn't mean they're also not useful. Let me just say that I have an I have an alternate podcast called Lyric Life that's about lyric poetry. And no, it does not have anywhere near the following that Cooking with Bruce and Mark and other and and much much bigger podcasts have. It doesn't have anywhere near that scope, and yet I keep at it because it satisfies me in it's some. It's a passion way. for you. That's, and that's right, and, and that's I, brilliant. I love doing it. Each, each episode is about a lyric poem poem and I a a short poem in the Anglo-American tradition about human emotions and I I love doing that podcast because it makes me very happy to do it do I think that that podcast is a platform no it's really not it's really a passion project out of me and there's a difference between the two Mr. Pip Pip Cocktails on Facebook Live is legitimately building a platform I think if I were publisher I in and I had seen that pass by me numerous times at night as I was scrolling on Facebook, I'd start saying, hmm, who is this Pip Pip Yacht Cocktail <laughs> Brit with the hat and the boating jacket? Who is this guy? And is his first mate, Mr. Peanut? <laughs> it ought to be. <laughs> Mortimer Snurd. Um, it ought to be. It, 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 so he's clearly building a platform. You can do this on Instagram. Um, Instagram's a little bit old school. And you should also think when you're thinking about a platform and your cookbook, and one last thing, this is going on, but let me say one last thing, is you should think about who's the core demographic of your book. Yeah, of course. Um, Bruce and I are really, really big on Facebook. And we have groups on Facebook, and we're very active on Facebook. And that's because the majority of people right now, we seem to be writing Instant Pop books, and the majority of people who buy Instant Pop books are Facebook users. And they're on there they skew older. And Facebook skews into an older demographic and we know that that's who we're connecting with and that's who we're talking By to. Older we mean 30 we mean, 35 30, 35 to 60. Yeah, 65. we mean us, people yeah. in 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 our age range. Right. And as, it actually makes it easier for us to connect to people who are like us. As so the guy who nice. uh, shot our books uh, the photographer shot our books always I always quote him because years ago this was years ago shooting a book and I said something about Facebook and he said oh you mean that thing my mom's on with the most sneering <laughs> sneering look on his face and let me say that when we asked we were his parents age <laughs> and of course he was he was all as he would be as a 20 something was all into Instagram yeah. but Instagram is already itself becoming passe but he has quite an Instagram following. he does have quite an Instagram but it 
Instagram is also aged. It is. is becoming known as the 30-something platform. Yeah. It is 30-somethings yeah. who are on Instagram. And that therefore, it is not necessarily the age group to meet, you know, um, college dorm cooking. It's not the platform right. for that. That's TikTok that you would be have to be a big kahuna on TikTok. So what Mark is saying is that you have to look for a platform that goes after the audience and attracts the audience that you think will want to buy, eventually buy your book. And you have to, on that platform, stand out and mostly yeah. be yourself, be authentic. I bet you Pip Pip Cocktail Yacht Guy really is Pip Pip. I bet he says that to his kids. And, be, and before you say, oh no, he doesn't. Yes, we have a friend and he is married to a very old friend of mine. And they come for visits for weekends. And before he can have his pip-pip cocktail, he puts on his martini slippers. <laughs> they are velvet slippers with little pink martinis on them. And this is a 70-year-old man who cannot have his drink without his martini slippers. So these people exist. They're real. He's not trying to build a platform, he, though. Nobody could. <laughs> he absolutely could. Oh my God. Um, so if you want to listen to parts three and four of So You Want to Write a Cookbook, subscribe to this podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star rating. It will really help. And you can connect with us on social media, speaking of the devil. On, we are on Instagram. Bruce is under Bruce A. Weinstein. I'm just under my own name, Mark Scarborough. That's Scarborough, not Burrow like the fair, but Scarborough. We're on Twitter and, in, and Facebook under our own names. You can find us. There's even a group on Facebook for Cooking with Bruce and Mark. There's even a book group on Facebook for my podcast, Lyric Life. You can join those and catch up with these episodes whenever you want.